Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Yeah, so here we are. We're starting a brand new year. Lots of resolutions flying around out there. Lots of resolutions to improve ourselves. Many of them are health-related. Have you thought about this one? Meditation. It's been scientifically proven to be a game changer in your life. There's a reason it's been around for literally centuries, maybe the beginning of time. I don't know. I'm not the expert on that. But she knows a lot about it, and it's on her resolution list. She's somebody who has a great practice. She's a nationally certified massage therapist for uh, at least a decade and a half. At least that much. She's a member of the Associated Bodywork and Massage Professionals. She's also the woman behind Hammond's Healing Hands in St. Louis, Missouri. Emily Cagle is back with us. Emily, welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year, and I'm so happy that we are talking about this one thing and more because I've wrestled with it for years. Um that the whole meditation thing. So your this is on your radar to kick off the year. How come? It is. It's a big one. I think, you know, just with overall health, you know, with, you know, your body, exercise, um, your mind, you know, there's just so many aspects of health. And I just think that, you know, having your mind in the right place and being able to quiet your mind and know your thoughts is, is super, super important. Hmm. When we say meditation what do we mean do we understand what that is i don't think, i mean some people do and like you said it's very science based there's a lot of science behind it i have, didn't make any notes or anything like that um but it's it's there's definitely a lot of science behind it and 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 they say meditation is a practice because it really is and it's really different for everyone um but the more you practice just like with anything the better you get at you know, basically quiet in your mind, which is kind of the goal, you know, to quiet and just kind of go inside um, and just listen to what, you know, your subconscious or whatever, you know, else could, you know, thoughts that are coming to you as opposed to you thinking thoughts. Meditation is where you quiet your mind and thoughts come to you. When you're meditating, what do you, and I mean you, Emily, what do you think about? Well, I try to think of nothing. That's the whole point. And I'm actually going to start some classes here at Hammond Healing Hands. We're going to do a meditation Mondays. It's going to be an hour-long class. And what I'm going to do is just kind of guide um, some people into more of just a silent meditation. So there's all types, you know, there's the guided meditations, which I used to do all the time. There's all kinds of apps, or really there's a lot of good free ones on um, YouTube where you could just type in 10-minute guided meditation for anxiety, you know, things like that. Um, There's there's guided meditations that are great, and it's really good for beginners, too, to kind of have someone talk you down into a meditation. But where where I am now in my practice is, and like I said, my New Year's resolution waking up an hour before I need to really be up. I'm going to do 20 minutes of physical exercise, 20 minutes of meditation, and then 20 minutes of journaling. But in my 20 minutes of meditation, I just, I lie down, get very comfortable. I cover my eyes with like a little rice bag or something, and I, I don't know why, it just helps. And then I just focus on my breathing. I just go in and I just actually think to myself, breathing in, 
breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. And then I just try, honestly, to think of nothing for that whole 20 minutes. And thoughts will come here and there. Um, and then, you know, I just, if it's, if it's like a to-do list or something, you know, I say, okay, I'll think of you later and just kind of put it on a cloud or a wave and just go back to focusing on my breathing. So that's kind of what I do. Somebody told me this, the... And this is pretty recent. And I, I kind of changed things a little bit for me. But they said, when you meditate, you should have a goal. Now, I always did what you did. I just try and clear my mind. Whatever happens, I lay in bed, maybe first thing in the morning, whatever comes my way. Sometimes I fall back to sleep. Uh, but I've been trying to do that with a goal. Like, okay, I need an answer. I need to come up with an answer for you know, uh, challenge, whatever it might be. Uh, let me meditate on that. And... I think it's been a little more helpful, but my, my, the jury in my brain is still out. <laughs> I haven't, I don't feel. No, that's great. That's another really, really great way. If you have a question, absolutely. You can go into a meditation with a question. I mean, I, I do that sometimes too. If I'm trying to figure out an answer, yeah, you write it down. And that's where the journaling comes in. Cause you'd be surprised. You just grab a pen and paper after you've meditated. Sometimes you just start writing. You don't even realize, you know, that the answer will come. But if you write the answer first, before your meditation, like, you know, your question, and then you meditate, and then you just journal, that, that, and it just kind of can come out that way as well. So, no, that's another great way. Like I said, everybody's different. Everybody's practice is totally different. Um, but, yeah, hmm. it's, it's, great to, it's great to try if it's only five minutes a day, they say. Studies show even five minutes a day of just trying to quiet your mind is very, very helpful. I've worked my way up to 20 minutes. It's not easy. i you know, I'm very much on the go, 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 go type of person. Like, it's hard for me even to sit and get, like, my nails done or to sit and get a pedicure because I'm, like, just sitting for that long of time is very hard for me. So I have definitely worked my way up to the 20-minute meditation, but it has been very, very, very helpful to do that. So you have a you have a plan. You were uh, intentional about your New Year's resolution, and I love it because – I, and I feel I represent a lot of us, don't know how to do this. Like, what do I do? Like, I've been trying to wake up and uh, keep a gratitude journal. And also, I'm keeping another journal of something that I'm, I'm manifesting. Um, and I'm just writing it down. <laughs> I just, Perfect. Uh, you know, well, it can't hurt. But you have it broken down to, you know, time. You know, spend a portion of time doing this, portion of time doing that. Uh, can you tell us about that? Because I love it. So I've, I've been reading a lot of, lot of books lately, and I even downloaded the app where it gives you all these books and it gives you the cliff notes of the books. And I'm just really trying to figure out what's best for me personally. And what I found was even with exercise, um, I read this book of what's the best exercise for me. And for me, it said I need to schedule it. So I'm not the type of person who's going to wake up, oh, I might go to the gym today or I might go for a run. I need to actually have it on my calendar to say, from this time to this time, I'm going to do this. From this time to this time, I'm going to do this. So, for, and so for, especially with self-care, I'm finding I need to schedule it for myself. Otherwise, I won't do it. I'll do this for the other people or I'll take some extra appointments or I'll answer emails. So it just works best for me to actually say, okay, before my day really even starts, I'm going to wake up an hour before, and this is what I'm going to do for myself. And I really got that from the 5 a.m. rule, which I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. I thought about that it was going to be. But also getting the right amount of sleep is very important to me. So, sure, if I went to bed, 
you know, at 9 p.m. or something and woke up at 5 a.m. and did that, that'd be great. But if I'm not and I'm not falling asleep till much later, I need to get the full amount of sleep. So for me, it wasn't the time I wake up. It's just as long as I'm getting the right amount of sleep and waking up an hour before and doing what I need to do for myself. And it's a great way to start my day. To be honest, and I've only done it for since the first. What is it, the third? So I mean, so far these past few days have been really great. So. Yeah, well, you have a plan. That's what I love about it. You have a plan, and my plan has always been loose. Like, all right, well, I'll, I'll try and make the gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I am a very I can be regimented if I want to be. So, yeah, there's times where I eat the same thing for breakfast for a week. I don't really care. It gets the job done, and it's okay. I don't have to, oh, i got to change it up. It's all good. And I've done that for years. Sometimes I do change it up, whatever. But, like, if I get in the routine, I'll just keep doing it. So, you know, wake up at 6 a.m., you know, 20 minutes of, of journaling. And I don't even, you know, I don't even spend that much time. You know, it, it's just a couple of entries. It could take you five minutes, whatever, um, 20 minutes of meditation. I think you need to set a larger time frame for that, for sure. Um, because sometimes we get frustrated the first 10 minutes or us thinking about how to meditate. <laughs> so true. So get true. Yeah. And then, of course, exercise. And that is so important. And uh, I, I, we've all heard it since we were kids, but we, I believe we minimize how important exercise is just, you know, the chemical release, the, the feeling that you have all of that. So, you know, whatever time you want to give to that 20 minutes, half hour, if it's on a daily basis, it is going to, without a doubt, scientifically proven, make a difference. And you're somebody that comes from a, a physical world in massage therapy. So you, you know best about that, right? Oh, big time. Definitely. A lot of the aches and pains my clients suffer, a lot could be helped with more stretching or just maybe even 10 to 20 minutes of exercising a day would really help with a lot of different chronic pains that people feel. So I just, I don't want to fall into that category where I'm helping other people, but not, you know, doing the work on my own body and keeping myself strong so that I can continue to help people. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Some other thoughts as we get into a new year um, and just kind of refocusing, reframing our lives. Any other thoughts going through your mind? Oh, gosh. I don't know. You know, just health. You know, I think everyone thinks that in the new year. That's why the gyms are so, you know, popular right now. Everyone's wanting health. I just think overall just health. Like I'm trying to cut back on my coffee again. So I wake up in the morning now and I have a glass of um, warm or hot lemon water. Because <laughs> lemon water is really good for the liver and it mm. uh, cleans everything out. And then then I'll have my coffee. But um, I don't know, just, just overall health. And again, that's mind and body. I just think if we can find a really good balance with what we put into our bodies and you know, and what we put into our minds and think. And I don't know, just, just the whole overall health is kind of where I'm I'm going. But I'm not making huge, you know, things where I'm going to be disappointed with myself and say, forget it, I'm not doing any of it. You know, like I was going to stop drinking coffee, but I was like, well, maybe I'll stop, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, I'll have lemon water first. And then maybe eventually I'll stop again. And I don't know, just... just just make goals that are attainable and that you don't get too frustrated if you don't do them or if you fall off. And well, just give yourself some grace. It's is my understanding that for something to become a habit, it there needs to be a reward. So when you have coffee, it's a reward. You feel good. You maybe I drink decaf, so I don't I can't relate to the 
um, oh. you know, caffeine thing. Um, but when it's it, the, my reward, I'll drink decaf, but it's my, it, it's kind of my special thing. Like I'm treating myself on my way to work. I'm getting a cup of coffee. I've cut back on the first cup in the morning and I pivoted over to tea because I've had some digestion issues, some ulcer issues and all of that. So I never liked tea, like never. Now I drink it all the time. And it just took a little bit of time for me to get used to it. It's like, wow, you know what? Where you been all my life? You're not so bad after all. Kind of like you. Like a ginger, lemon ginger tea, like you're saying, Mm, you know, that that lemon water. And I've heard the same thing uh, from somebody who studies, oh, how does it, indigenous cultures. And they, he says, you should be drinking warm water first thing when you wake up. because It it does something to your system. When it wakes up your stomach, even yeah. if it's just room temperature water, they say it wakes up your stomach. It, yeah, you should definitely have water first thing when you wake up because you've been asleep for so long that your body has not had any water. And so, yeah, that's 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 a big one. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, and and also uh, alcohol. So I love craft beer, and doesn't doesn't bode well with with an ulcer that comes and goes. And I wow. just I was going to meet my best friend tonight, and there's a a little place that we've we've gone to since we were. were in our twenties, it's it's been and it's been there for like fifty years, and it's it's like a burger for uh, two bucks. It's just and it's just a you know local feel. And I just text him. I say, dude, it's a dry January. I'm cutting back on all of it. <laughs> because, <laughs> you do the NA beers? Do they have NA beers that you like? Um, what kind? What kind are those? Just like non-alcoholic beer. Oh, you know what? Not this place. Not this place. Okay. And I've had I had one recently that was actually pretty good. Uh, I don't drink it. I drink it for the flavor. I and I never have more than like two. But okay. reading more and more about what alcohol can do to your system. Wow! Like if you really yeah. start reading, it's like and I just I used so to see bad. it. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, it really isn't. I quit for three years. I quit totally drink. Well, you know, when I was pregnant, I quit for a long time, and then after that, and then for three full years. But I did drink a lot of non-alcoholic beers, and you'd be surprised. There's a lot of really good, flavorful non-alcoholic beers out there these days. Uh, you know what? They really are. You're right. Yeah. I went to a winery to pick up a, a gift card for somebody over the holidays, and they had a bunch of them. I've never even seen them before, and I said, I will take one of those. And yeah, you're right. It, it was it was really good. Um but I'm I'm just I have to make the I'm not doing it because just like you said, well I'm gonna sneak in that cup of coffee here and there, and then it's just so easy to just pivot back to what you were doing, and, yep. and then you're not making progress. Uh, when it comes to massages, that somebody told me even to be intentional about that, to at least maybe even at, once a month treat yourself to it because it's psychologically, physically is so beneficial. Can we talk about that? Sure. Yeah, it's very beneficial. I mean, it's for everything, like you said, you know, physically, mentally. I mean, when do you, you know, a lot of, and I, I say a whole thing before the massage starts, you know, I say, um, I have them start breathing in. It's almost meditative too. You know, I'll say, you know, take a, a few nice deep breaths in, hold it at the top, let it all go to remind yourself you're in a safe space. There's nowhere you need to be. Nothing you need to do, no one you need to be for the next 60 minutes or 90 minutes, whatever it may be. And then that just kind of puts you in this place. I mean, where can you just be for 60 minutes or 90 and just lay there and just, you know, relax? I mean, it's so good for your mind and it's so good for your body. I mean, 
whether it's just a very relaxing massage or if it's a you know deeper therapeutic massage to where but yeah it, it's it's very very good very good for mind and body i know we skimmed this once before but what's actually going on physically when you get a massage the the release of chemicals the, all it's that yeah, yeah of course it feels great and you you feel like you're taking care of yourself you're doing something for yourself but what's actually going on so all your systems you know your circulatory system you know things are moving um you know hormones can be released endorphins from the feel good you know hormones that are happening um there's just there's just so many things there's so many things that's why it's funny because we were talking about alcohol and not that there's a correlation, but I've had a few of my clients and actually one of my very good friends, she said after her massage, she felt drunk because she just felt so good. She just felt, you know, like she's like, I almost feel like I, I'm drunk because some people correlate feeling good with having a buzz. But I mean, that's really what it can do. It can make you feel like you're, I just, you just feel so good, you know, um, What's yeah, be, what is, what's going on in our bodies that gets released? There's certain chemicals, I guess, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, all kinds. I mean, you have all the feel good, like I say, the dopamine, all the all the good feel good hormones. Yeah, can come out when you're feeling good, or or even just relaxation, like when we were talking about meditation. I mean, sometimes you come out of a meditation and you just feel like, wow, your whole body just feels like good. So oh. I have to ask for somebody like you that's that's been involved with this for almost two decades. When you go for a massage, are you thinking about what they're doing? Is it is it on your mind as you're getting the massage, you know, the technique and all of that? Or can you can you actually just shut it down, like block it out and just enjoy the massage? Oh, it just depends. I try to do that. I try to do that a lot. I'm just like, oh, you're probably hard to give a massage to because you're judging. I'm like, I'm not judging. <laughs> I just... You know, in the past when I've had really bad massages, it was more that they just didn't listen to what I asked for. You know, like if I said, just work on my upper body, don't work on my legs, and then they work on my legs, I'm like annoyed, you know, or things like that. But yeah. I, I really try just to go in and just relax and not think of anything. But now being an owner of a spa, you know, with my employees, sometimes I, I try not to, but I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'm, and again, I'm not judging them, but I'm like... I pay maybe a little more attention if they work for me, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, my, the one I, you know, she's been my therapist for forever. She works for me now. I've been trying to get her to work for me for three years. She's worked for me now a year. Um, when I go to her, I mean, she's, I've always gone to her. I mean, even though she's my employee now, she's just, I don't know, she's just great and she knows what I want and I can just totally relax. I think it's when... Maybe I have a new hire or someone like that. Maybe I'm a little more in tune to their techniques and what they're doing. And if they ask me for critiques, I'm happy to give them just because of my experience. Um, But I kind of start that way, kind of making sure that – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I answered that question or if I'm going off on a tangent. No, not at all. But I'm thinking like like you're probably like the rest of us. You're getting the massages like, oh, yeah, yeah, please, please go to the feet. Go to the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I try to, I try to say, give me if it's an hour. Let's just say it's an hour, Get half on my feet, which also includes, you know, your ankles and your calves, typically, right? Um, and then another half on my upper shoulders, neck, and all that, because that's you know just a trouble spot for me personally. Everybody's different. I don't need my back done. I don't need my lower back. I don't have any pains down there. It's all about the neck, and the feet is almost like the. Uh, 
like dessert. <laughs> you know, it's just perfect. Like, it just feels good. Yeah. You know? See, yeah. Well, and so here's what we do here. And again, I've been doing it, like you said, almost I think 18 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I discuss the the massage with the client before we start. I want to know what they want that day. It could be a client I've had for over 15 years. Sure. Every day is different. They might want something totally different than they, even if they got a massage last week or two weeks ago. I ask every single day, what are you feeling? What do you want to do today? And then I'll tell them what I think I should do. And then some people just say, do what you do, whatever. And some people, like you said, if it's an hour, and if it were me and someone was asking me the same questions, I would say, if it's only an hour, I just, I just want my back, like neck, shoulders, arms. Mm. Get my feet, skip, skip my legs. I don't need it. I need upper body and neck. Yep. So, yep. you know, but I just think it should be that way. I think the therapist should ask the client what they need that particular day and then go from there. Then you're not like, oh, please do my feet because you've already said, hey, I really want neck and feet. Those are my two main things. Now, if we have 90 minutes, I can do way more than that, but then still focus on neck and feet. So, yeah, I just think it depends on the therapist, and I think you should just be really clear on what you want. Yep, I, I, I appreciate that, that, that you said that. <laughs> I really do, because coming from somebody who does what you do, I find it interesting. I really do. Uh, final question. This is going to be a, a strange question. Okay. Uh, at least I think so. Some, I'm nervous. I'm some places <laughs> when you go for a massage, and, you know, maybe the foot foot spa type places. And I've had this conversation with friends before, uh, like trying to figure it out at the end of the massage, they usually hit your back. Like, you know, like bam. And it's like the, yeah. the ending to what is that? Is that, is that necessary? What's going on there? No, it's, it's, it's a massage technique. And it's called capotement. That's the technical term. Um, I never do that except in a chair massage. So I go to companies, and I've been doing it for years. Well, I'll go and, you know, stay during the chair massage. And at the end of the massage, that's, like, my way to say, okay, we're done. Uh, now, in the room with the, you know, table massage, I have bells that I chime at the end of the massage. Mm-hmm. To Poltman, you know, I don't know. I think, too, in certain cultures, that's the way they do it, maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of, I guess, a way to symbol is over. Um, but, again, I only do the to at the end just to tell them it's over. Because usually at a, at a, for a, massage, or a chair massage, they're only like 10 minutes. So you're really, you're like sitting there and then all of a sudden it's over and you don't want to be like, okay, get up for the next person. Okay, <laughs> so all right. So they do the development move. So gotcha. I guess that's just the way. <laughs> I totally appreciate that. So it's, it's, it's kind of what I and others, you know, that I spoke to thought it was basically a, a sign that it's over. A sign that it's yep. over. Yeah. There's, there's, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's really yeah. no major uh, <laughs> therapeutic benefit to it. <laughs> well, than... I mean, Tapotment, like I said, Tapotment is, there's actually, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's actually a massage technique that okay. you could do. And some people do that more so. I used to work with this therapist and she would really do the Tapotment on the calf. Like if we were doing a, a couple's massage, I would always notice she would really like, after she'd work on the calves, she would, you know, do the, you know, hitting of the calves. It's, it's not something, like I said, I do personally, but I think some therapists find that that can be therapeutic as well. Hmm. But. <laughs> wow. I'm learning a lot here. I think this is great. It's so funny, Rita. That, that, that we, I'm sorry, Emily, that we started. I was just looking at somebody's name. It was, it was Rita. Um, 
that we started just basically talking about meditation where and wondering like where are we going to go with this but learned a lot here in turn and and especially coming from you out of your minds when you're getting massage i think that's that's a cool viewpoint because you, you kind of think like the rest of us but also we wonder if you're thinking about what the yeah you know, like let's say you're a hairdresser and you you walk into you know uh, a crowded venue are you looking at people's hair like a lot of the people I talk to that are hairdressers say, yeah, I am. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What can I do with that? Uh, That's so funny. For Hammond Hands, uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to learn more, even not, no matter where they are, if they had a question about massage, can they just go to the website and find you? 100%. 100%. Our phone number's on there, email, website. You could email me. You could text me. You could call. Yeah, absolutely. So it's Hammond's Healing Hands.com, H-A-M-A-N-S, HealingHands.com. I didn't even get to the fact that you are a Reiki therapist as well. That's a whole different territory. We, we, we could go in at some point, I guess, right? We will. We'll go into um, some Reiki. And actually, uh, we're going to be offering um, free Reiki with Shepard the whole month of January. Hmm. Um, I'm about to send an email out after I hang up with you. And then she's also going to teach a class on chakras and chakra balancing and all the energy centers of the body. So, yeah, we're about to really kind of get a little woo-woo into some fun energy stuff for the new year. So I can honestly say back in the day, that stuff to me was woo-woo. Now it's like life. <laughs> it's standard life. Really I'm not even kidding. I was walking around you know, <laughs> this morning thinking to myself, you know, dealing with some digestion issues that I mentioned before, thinking to myself, this is not all that. It's stuck energy. I know it is. I really do. Oh, yeah. I, I don't even doubt it for a second. Um, so I'm, I'm, I need Reiki. <laughs> you do. do. You, need some, you need some chakra balancing and some see what emotions are stuck. And, yeah, sure. you should look up the emotion code 2.0. Yeah, I've uh, I've been I've I've um, dealt with that before too, but it's been a while. So and you know when you're dealing with stuff, there's you know like it's called life. um, That stuff can get stuck from time to time. Uh, Emily, great talking with you. Just uh, learn a lot. You're so grounded and uh, and and just so approachable and have so much info. It's great. So Hammond'sHealingHands.com. I would imagine. That the energy healing you guys can do virtually, yeah. Actually, yeah. Shepard was just talking about that. So when I do meditation Mondays, she will be sending Reiki from her house. So she said, so we're going to time that up, and then yeah, so yeah, cool. you definitely can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many things that many of us don't realize until you. I guess you really need it. Like what do they say? When the student is ready, the teacher shows up. Well, it's it's time to start learning because this stuff has been helping people for. <laughs> literally centuries, many of them. Uh, Great talking with you. Happy New Year, by the way. Thanks, Steve. So do you. It's always so nice talking to you. You too. And we'll we'll catch up soon, okay? All right. Sounds great. Thanks again. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat. Aren't there? 
rear-facing, forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat, or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.